I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. In the words of Lizzo, it's about damn time. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Fit Pro Radio. Thank you all for your patience as we are, you know, I'm still navigating this life, you guys, as we all are, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but I just wanted to say a really quick thank you to those who have, you know, cared, um, checked in, and sent really nice DMs that have been like, I've been listening to your podcast episodes, your old ones, or or past ones, and still just learning new lessons from them every single time. Thank you for your podcast episodes. Or for those who have checked in, this this last month, summer gets really, really crazy for me. I don't know why or who had the audacity to call this summer break for, for children, because <laughs> I feel like it just gets so much busier as the years go on, and it's not a bad thing. It's just definitely an adjustment. Um, and so not only has this bu- this summer been so busy for me and my kids in our personal life, but then at work, it's a very, very busy time as well. And so I appreciate those who have cared, who have taken the time to continue to listen or revisit old episodes or send DMs that are just so kind um, because those things, they might feel like a really small thing, but they, they honestly make such a big difference. For me personally, it makes me so excited and motivated to come back and continue to brainstorm new content, new conversations, new, you know, interviews to help benefit you in a way that hopefully will help you feel like you're growing and supported and have like a resource and something to learn from as you experience this, this journey as a fitness instructor. So thank you all for your kindness. Thank you all for your support. And I wanted to talk about something in this episode that was kind of inspired by something I've been going or doing this last month at work. Um, It's brought up a lot of fun conversations. So let me, let me tell you first the inspiration. So in the month of June at my work, we are asked as management to do evaluations, employee evaluations. And this is mostly an opportunity to check in with our staff and so I do, I try to do at least two evaluations a year. One is an in-class evaluation where I go to my instructor's classes, take their class, give them feedback. And sometimes we'll even like, I'll pull them into a separate room and we'll work on it directly. And it's really fun for me. It's definitely um, a labor of love and time, <laughs> very much a time investment, but it's always so worth it to get to connect to my instructors. Um, but then the other evaluation is like, is a very different format. It's a sit down. I ask four questions and it's just another opportunity to have just clear open communication, but this time for me to receive more feedback of how I can better support my staff, where they are, where they're trying to grow. Um, and we end each evaluation by asking, what is a goal that you can, that you can set for yourself that is actionable, that is doable? that we can track so that way when we meet again next year, we can see if, you know, has it been accomplished or what can we do to reassess, maybe break down this goal a little bit so that way you can achieve it without being overwhelmed. 
as I've been doing these interviews, doing these evaluations, it really made me, it really brought to my attention the fact that when we think of goals, especially fitness instructors for some reason, because this was the way, the same way across the board with all my instructors, (laughs) how big and audacious our goal setting is. Is that bad? No. We love big, audacious goals. Um, but something else that's, that we need to be aware of is that there's a time and a season for gigantic goals and there's a time and a season for, for options, you know, breaking down, making, making things more bite-sized, more doable for us in our current time of life. I say this because like for me, I'm an Enneagram three, if that means anything to you, (laughs) If, if you know what that means, then you're also an Enneagram three and I'm sorry but let's be best friends. Um, (laughs) What I'm trying to say is when I set goals, I set them big. um, And I have this toxic trait (laughs) that tells me I have to accomplish this goal and it has to look this way. And I kind of put myself in a box. And if I don't achieve my goal in the certain way that it looked like, or it's supposed, quote, supposed to look like, it gets very difficult for me to to be kind to myself, to, to feel like I'm doing any good in the world, even though I've had to learn time and time again, it's very small things that make a big, big impact on us personally, on our lives, on our people, on our families, and, you know, in every aspect of life, small things make a big difference. And I was able to see that not, it's not just me that has that trait. (laughs) It's all my instructors too. And so as I've, I was sitting down with them this month, which by the way, can I just say I have 52 instructors and to squish 52 evaluations in one month was super overwhelming. (laughs) But can I just say again, so worth it. Um, Just getting to connect, you know, like if you don't have a really solid relationship with your manager, don't, don't think it's because they don't care. Um, But it's okay to reach out and, and try and have a relationship with them and see if hopefully they'll be open to it too, just so you can communicate, so you can share, so you can share if you need more equipment, more opportunities, more education, just to have that support. Um, And hopefully you do feel supported in the places that you work. But coming back, let's talk about some of the conversations that I had with these instructors. So as I asked them, what are some goals that you might have for this year? Like I said, some of them were like really big and daunting goals. (laughs) And again, we love that, but sometimes we have to listen to ourselves. Just like me, um, there are others that have families that have jobs outside of teaching. Teaching is more their jobby, like their job hobby, than their full-time gig. It's just like an extra thing. And so trying to, to finish these big goals can sometimes feel really daunting some of the goals that they expressed were add two to three more certifications to my belt, finish my group fitness certification, which if you don't have a group fitness certification and you're like, why would you need that? Listen to my last episode or not my last episode, but my episode with Fiona Judd, where we talk about how to level up as an instructor. Cause that's a big one. Um, other things, you know, do like a marathon on the side, learn how to swim. They were all very physical goals. Um, And some of them were even like, go back to school, finish school. And, but as I was talking to some of these instructors about things like 
finishing their group fitness or even starting their group fitness or wanting to do a certification but feeling overwhelmed by the idea, you could just feel the whole room kind of get anxious with them because it's like the anxiety was like palpable because they felt like their goal was so big that they wouldn't be able to reach it, especially in the phase of life that they're in. And so what I decided to do is shift the conversation. My therapist would have been so proud of me. And I bet she would have been like, did you record yourself so you can tell yourself these things? (laughs) No, but yes, because that's what I'm doing right now. Shout out to Polly. Um, I'm telling myself the same things you would tell me. (laughs) So we started to break it down. And so, for example, if somebody said, I want to be able to do my group fitness certification, I just can't get myself to pay for it because it's such a big commitment. I challenge them to break it down. How can we learn in a way that's just smaller? Or if somebody says, I can't afford another certification right now, like I am paying to teach my format with my subscriptions, with my music and with all the things, with all the clothes, I'm paying more to teach this format than I am receiving. Okay, so how can you grow as an instructor without doing a new certification? I'll let you marinate on that for a second. Um, Here's what I said. And tell me if you thought of the same thing. There are so many resources that we can have. This one included, shameless plug, but FitPro Radio is a really good resource. I brought really, really awesome interviews. Other resources, YouTube. There's so many educational resources that you can just jump on, click a link, plug in your headphones and listen to for 15 minutes a week. Um, You can look up like AFA or ACE practice or study videos and just listen to them, you know, in the car or while you're doing laundry or making dinner, just have them in the background. So that way, even if you're not actively listening and learning, you are kind of like taking things on by osmosis. And then when you're ready to go forward, and do an ACE or AFA or group fitness certification or whatever it may be that you're interested in, you have that foundational learning and you've put in the time and so you've, you know what to expect, but it was at your own pace. Other, other goals that people had, I wanna attend more classes. I wanna attend more classes and be a student more often. And so they're like, I just don't know how I'm gonna do it because like I have young kids, it's hard enough for me to get to my own class. And I was like, okay, pump the brakes. What are some things or how frequently can you see yourself committing to a different class? Honestly, I don't know. Like, could you do once a week? Probably not. Cool. Could you do twice a month? Maybe. Okay. Could you do once a month? Yeah, I could do once a month. Could you do once a quarter, once every three months? Yeah, I could totally do that. And so I challenged my instructors to do, if that was the case, I said, Just like you would schedule a dentist appointment, I want to challenge you to write it in your phone, planner, whatever it is. This day at this time, I am attending this class. And, you know, like if you need to revisit or you're like, oh, no, my child has like a football game, then you're going to look at that and say, okay, well, that was non-negotiable for this week because it's scheduled in. So I need to make it happen this week. Maybe not at this exact time, but it's going to happen earlier that day or later that day or maybe the day before. Just making sure it happened and keeping yourself accountable 
And, and again, making it a bite-sized goal. Could you learn from attending someone's class once a week or a new class every week? Yeah. But could you learn just like in a bite-sized dose, the same amount once a quarter? (laughs) Yeah, probably. You could still get so much out of that without the frequency and and, and intensity and, and trying to put yourself in this box of perfection and what things should, quote, should look like. Because things have to look different for all of us in the state and season that we're in. So those were the first two goals. So finishing a group fitness or adding a certification. And the next one was attending more classes. And then another one that came up was trying to make new friends in or network more or gather more people into classes. So when we look at things like trying to grow our class numbers, there are a few reasons why that's a goal. One, overall hype and energy. You, you will feel like a tangible difference when you teach a class of one person when you, versus when you teach a class of 50 people, right? The energy is just so different. Um, and either way is like valid and important. And we have to, we want to give that one person like the best time of their life if it is just one person. But it's okay to want to grow your classes. But when we think of the things like the phrase, I want to grow my class, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel excited? Does it make you feel anxiety? <laughs> does it make you feel like, uh, if I don't have big classes, I must not be a good instructor? Because I just want to say, like, all these feelings are valid. Everything that you're feeling is important and valid to recognize, but let's find the truth in it. Just because you have one or two people in your class doesn't need, doesn't mean you need to jump on and be like a social media guru that knows everything, posts everything, does all the dancing reels and all the stuff. Like if that's not your vibe, that's not your vibe. That's okay. It also doesn't mean you're a not a good instructor. It also does not mean that you are not worth seeing or that you have a bad time. Honestly, if you if you work at it, you can build any any time at the gym. So don't let that be a reason either saying, well, they won't give me a good time. Can I just say my sister, Angie used to teach a Zumba class at four 30 on a Friday afternoon. I remember when she took on that class, I'm like, that class will never grow. <laughs> okay. She had packed classes. So don't let it think, don't let yourself think it's because you're a bad instructor or you have the worst time on the schedule or you're, you're not doing enough on social media. What I want you to do is first throw away those false stories, those stories that you're telling yourself of why your classes aren't growing. And then just breathe. And then come back and think of what is in my control? What can I do within my power once a week to grow that one class? Here's what I told my instructors, because again, everyone reverts to social media. I'm not posting on social media enough. I don't like putting my face on stories. I don't know how to do posts. I don't know what this means and it's overwhelming. What do you know how to do? You know how to get in front of people, right? Hopefully you know how to put yourself out there because you're a fitness instructor and you do that anytime music is on. So what can you do in a smaller bite-sized setting? 
What I would invite my instructors to do in this case was I want you to pick one person, just one. And I want you to make sure you say hello to them. Whether they walk in late, you'll make a direct eye contact and wave and say, hey. Or if they're leaving early and you say, hey, thank you for coming. I totally do that. If people leave and I have a mic and I'm like, oh, hey, love you so much. Thanks for coming. See you next week. And they do. But I was going to say, pick one person. And especially if they're there before and after class, say hello. Introduce yourself. Say, thank you so much for being here. And at the end of class, follow up with that person. And don't say, how'd you like the class? Because everyone's going to say, it was good. (laughs) Ask a little more to get a conversation going. How did that workout feel in your body today? Tell me more about that. If they say good, tell me more. If they say that was hard, you say, tell me more. Which by the way, if they say that was hard, that might be an invitation for you to reassess if it's a doable playlist or doable workout for your, your patrons. Um, but it's really hard to just say it was good only when you say, how did that workout feel in your body today? Tell me more. How did that workout feel in your body today? Tell me more. Um, and so finding that one person, not multiple, one person, asking them that question, inviting them back and saying, you know what, if you liked this class, would you do me a favor and invite a friend? Would you bring someone with you next time? And don't say this in the spirit of like, I'm just trying to grow my class numbers. And like, if you invite a friend and that friend invites a friend and then they invite a friend, like it's going to be like this big pyramid scheme class and it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Although, I mean, it would work. It's not wrong. And I like the visualization. (laughs) But we invite more people. And when we do so one-on-one, it gives us a more intimate direct way to say, you know, I love moving my body. And I'm so grateful that you came to move your body with me in this class. And because you love your body and I love my body and we love movement together, is there anybody else that you would think could benefit or maybe benefit from a safe place to move their body and find friends and have a community? Come to these people in in the spirit of trying to invite more to mindfully, lovingly move their bodies, not just trying to build your numbers. Not just trying to build your numbers. Just let that sit for a minute. Come from a place of mindfully moving your body, wanting people to feel community, to feel important, valued, and loved enough that we want them to move their body in a safe place with us. Not just because you're trying to have big classes. Doing these three things, hopefully will will give you like this, this opportunity and maybe a perspective shift that it's not about more certifications. Although I do love more certifications and more education but there are bite-sized ways to achieve bite-sized ways to attain that. It's not just about growing your classes. It's about the reason behind it. Moving our bodies mindfully, inviting people to do the same in a safe place. Make things work for you in the season that you're in. Step back, reassess your life and and see what you can handle. 
see what does work for you at this time and this season of your life and figure out how you can use that as a strength, as a superpower, or even as an opportunity to, to pull back and say, what, I, this is my big time goal. How can I make it smaller to work on it today? How can I schedule it into my life to make it essential? If you can't make every single class on the schedule this week, great. Make one every three to four months. And how can you make that the best class you've been to that, you know, in that time? I just want to say that we, the, we, the reason that we become fitness instructors, I've said it time and time again, it's not necessarily because we want to be like, wow, look at me, I'm so awesome. It is because we fell in love with movement, because we fell in love with the opportunity to feel something when we move our bodies, to connect to emotions, to connect to our bodies, to connect to music, to connect to each other. And we want to be part of it so much so that we become an instructor hoping to facilitate that feeling in a different way, in a different setting, to let others feel that that feeling, that connection. It's okay to want to improve. We want to improve. We want to bring our best to our classes. We want to bring our best for ourselves. And in that way, just know that there are options for you to do that and as big and rapidly as you want to, or as small as bite size as you can handle for your, your current season of life. But don't let the fear of these big daunting goals stop you or get you stuck in this analysis paralysis saying, I can't make this work for my life. Take this as an invitation to break things down for you. So that way you can bring your best, do your best, improve, grow in a way that is suitable for you at this time of your life. Cool. Can you do that? I know you can. And if you need support, like don't hesitate to reach out. DM. Like, and if you even want to do an evaluation too, we can do evaluations. Like I'm, I love it. I'm hoping to set up sometimes in this fall where I can have instructor workshops again. Last year I did one for queuing and apparently from these evaluations, I've learned that that was super valuable for a lot of my instructors and they want more of that. And so I'm hoping to do some more trainings like that, not only for my instructors, but to open it to the public where we can break down queuing, where we can look at maybe places that you can grow. And if you want, if that's something that you're interested in, let me know. We can do it virtually. We can do it in person. Um, we just, we just got to get it on the books. And in that way, you have that opportunity to grow um, with a separate pair of eyes that might not, or that's maybe able to see what you can't while you're teaching. Totally fine. We love that. We love feedback. Anyway, if this was helpful, hopefully it was, please let me know. Don't hesitate to leave a, a review or any comments on this podcast episode because those are really, really valuable and help these podcasts reach other people and it helps it grow. And so thank you again for your continued support. I really appreciate everybody who listens and continues to listen, sending DMs or messages and questions. You are the reason I do this and I continue to do this passion project of podcasting and hopes to be able to help, you know, grow a new generation of instructors that just love what they do. 
We're all in this together. You're doing a great job. And I will see you on the next one.